Drive. My name is Marizal and I will be your online host for today. If this is your first time visiting us, we would love to hear from you. You can text MUTE to 604-285-5770. We will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. We are thrilled to have you here at Thrive. Parents, remember to visit mythrive.info forward slash thrivekids for the weekly kids activities, including the worship video and the teaching video and some discussion questions for the whole family. We also have the Zoom class every Sunday from 10.45 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. At Thrive Kids, we make sure that the kids have an amazing experience online, just like their parents. It is that time of year where everybody starts the new year with a clean slate and new year resolutions. After the Financially Fit series, I have decided to save more money as one of my new year resolutions. What is one of your new year resolutions? Share it with the people watching with you or comment in the chat room. Take a selfie of yourself watching from home and share it on your social media. Don't forget to add hashtag ThriveChurchOnline. And now, let's get ready for the first message of the year 2021. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and welcome to 2021 at Thrive Church Online. We are so excited to have you here. If this is your first time here, you are what we call our VIP, and we especially want to welcome you. In fact, if this is your first time here, we've got a gift that we want to give you. Just say thank you so much for spending your Sunday with us. And if you could do this as you go to mythrive.it, info and you press the button that says new to thrive we'd love to connect you with your very own stainless steel thrive church water bottle that we would love to mail to your door just a way to say thank you so much for joining us today can we give all of our vips a big hand a big shout in this place together right now it is so good to have you here whether you stumble upon us online you're invited by a friend we are so glad that you are here in fact we've got a saying here at thrive which is that welcoming is not just what we do it's who we are and so with that in mind would you just welcome one another to church today? Would you go into your chat room and just welcome one another there? Would you give your neighbor, if you're sitting beside someone, a high five, a handshake, a warm hug, or an air high five, an air handshake, an air hug, whatever's appropriate. Let's welcome one another to the house of God today. You guys are an amazing church, and we are so glad to have each and every one of you here. It is a brand new year, y'all. We are here in 2021, and we are excited, believing that the best is yet to come. 2020 was an incredible year, unlike anything we have ever experienced before. But here's praying and believing that 2021, God has new things in store, and they are good things as well. And you know, in fact, I was praying for each and every one of you guys today, and 
and the picture I saw was of a train coming out of a tunnel and into the light. And uh, to me, I just feel like this is a year when we're going to see more and more of that happening, is that trains coming out of tunnels and into the light of day again. Would you turn to your neighbors and say, the best is yet to come? The best is yet to come. Now, you might be wondering this brand new year of 2021, what's in store for Thrive Church? Well, let me tell you this. It's no secret here at Thrive, if you've been with us for a while, is that we started our new year, not just three days ago, we started our new year in September. That's how we plan the year every year. September is the beginning of a new year for us whenever we plan. And so we have been going through a new year already for four months. And so I'm here to tell you, remind you if you've been here before, and to let you know if you're here for the first time, that 2021 at Thrive Church Online is all about contagious hope. It's that we're here not to spread COVID-19 or a variance thereof, but we are here to spread something called hope. We are here to learn how to catch hope and how to spread it, believing that hope is not just a feeling. Hope is a person and his name is Jesus Christ. And so with that in mind, welcome to 2021, the year of contagious hope, where we're here to catch hope and spread hope as well turn your neighbor and say it's time to spread contagious hope it's time to spread contagious hope and with that in mind I want to thank each and every one of you who gave at the end of last year a, a year-end gift to resource our church to spread contagious hope in this new year uh, if you didn't give a year-end gift but you wanted to it's not too late to give you might not get a tax receipt for the you know the past previous taxation year but that's okay it's still about the power of giving believing that God uses what we give to build his kingdom to spread hope in our cities and around the world. And so a big thank you to those who gave. Uh, also, for those of you who are new to Thrive Church, maybe this is your first time here, or maybe you joined us just a couple weeks ago at our Christmas service, or maybe you've been joining us since maybe Thanksgiving service, maybe a few months ago, someone gave you a pie, uh, and you said, hey, maybe I'll check out this Thrive Church online thing, and you discovered us, you've been here ever since. We're so glad that you're here, and we'd love to meet you. We haven't had a chance to meet you yet, and so we want to invite you to something very special going on on Sunday, January 17th. It's called Meet the Pastors. And this is an opportunity for us to meet you more than really meet us. It's really a chance for us to meet you. We'd love to get to know those of you that we've never met in person before. And this is just an opportunity for us to do that. We encourage you to go to mythrive.info and sign up for Meet the Pastors. Uh, I'll be there. Pastor Shar will be there. Uh, you, you know, it's just going to be a fun, casual, informal way to you know, get to know each other. We might play an icebreaker game. We might you know, you know, share uh, you know, a few things. And you might ask any questions that you want uh, and we just love to meet you that way as a way to welcome you into our church community and for you to get to know us a little bit more so sign up at meetthepastors.com I promise we won't bite we are, uh, you know, I think a, a pretty welcoming community, uh, and we would love to have you here uh, and love to meet you at Meet the Pastors. And hey, in, in case uh, you're thinking about meeting people and maybe you don't want to meet us, but you want to meet other people, I want to encourage you to sign up for a small group in 2021. Small groups are an amazing way to experience community, even in a time when people are physically distancing, when there's still, you know, uh, issues of meeting together, gathering physically. We can still do that online, which is what a lot of our small groups are doing right now. 
And if so, if you could need, if you need some community, if you haven't talked to someone in our church community outside of your own core bubble in months, you need to be part of a small group. And so make sure you go to mythrive.info, sign up for a small group where you can, you know, have a chance to get encouragement, uh, talk about the sermon and have a chance to be prayed for and to pray for others. It's an amazing time, whether you're new to church, never been to church before, or you've been going to church already, encourage you to be part of a small group. Turn your room and say, be part of a small group. Be part of a small group. You can go to mythrive.info uh, to do that. And speaking of mythrive.info, if you are in this brand new year of 2021 and then you're looking forward to doing some new things, maybe you want to get baptized. Maybe you want to be part of, you know, growing in your relationship with God even more as part of Thrive Disciple School. You can go to, to mythrive.info and that's, you know, everything you need in one place for your next steps here at Thrive Church. Encourage you to do that. Speaking of next steps, in a few moments after the message, today, we're going to be inviting everyone to do something called communion. Communion is a chance for us to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. Uh, and so to get you ready for that, I want to encourage you to do a couple things. Uh, you know, you can grab a cup and uh, we use grape juice at Thrive that represents the blood of Jesus. Uh, just a symbolic way to remember how Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We also grab a piece of bread or a cracker uh, and we have that ready. And at the end of our service, I'll be leading you in a chance for us to do communion together where we remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us to express the most incredible love the world has ever seen. And so with that in mind, I encourage you to get ready for that. But right now, it's time for the message. I want to encourage you to grab your Bibles out right now. This is our first time to do this in the brand new year of 2021. Would you grab your Bibles out right now? Since we're a church that loves the Word of God, let's get into the Word of God right now. Why don't you hold up your Bibles like so, and we're going to make this proclamation together. It's just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message today. Why don't you say this with me together right now? We're going to say, this is my my Bible, it is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, by the way, maybe in 2021, you are thinking of different ways that you can use your time and your talents to make a difference in our world. And I want to give you an invitation for those of you who are interested in this opportunity. We are looking for people to uh, be part of our media team. As you can see, our media team is a super important team, especially during our uh, time doing church completely online. And so we're looking for people who are going to uh, be willing to uh, you know, be part of a team to, to video record, to edit videos, to edit sound, uh, to uh, you know, web develop a bit. And so if you're interested in media and, and you, you want to use your skills or use your time, maybe you don't even have a whole lot of experience, but you're interested, we would love to hear from you. You could sign up at mythrive.info, go to the serving team sign up page, or you can email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. Our team would love to hear from you because we're looking to expand our team, our church has been growing, and there's more and more of a need for more people to be part of what we're doing online and through media, and so we'd love for you to be a part of that. Let's use what we have to serve God in 2021. Praise God. Well, today we're extremely blessed. Pastor Tim Ashoe is here to bring the message to us in this year of contagious hope. I couldn't think of a better person to kick us off as we begin this 2021 year. And so would you please join me in welcoming Pastor Tim Ashoe as he brings the message to us today. Thank you so much, Pastor JB. What a joy it is to be here on this third day of the new year, 2021. 
And God has good things in store for us, I believe, and uh, we are looking forward to all that will unfold in this great year. Uh, as I was uh, praying and thinking about the message for this this morning, uh, this this thought, prisoners of hope, which comes from the book of Zechariah, came to mind. And I thought, you know, that's kind of a strange message. Turn to somebody and say, that's kind of a strange title for a message. Prisoners of hope. But on the other hand, I, it's the Word of God, and it's something from the Word of God, from the Bible, and I believe it will be helpful to our faith and our, our service to Christ. And for those of you who maybe aren't introduced to Jesus yet, uh, this message will introduce you to him. I'm going to read from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11 and 12, and I'd like you to join me. As for thee also, because of the blood of the covenant, I have set free the prisoners from the pit where there is no water. Turn you to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. There it is. You prisoners of hope. Say that with me. You prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. Double unto you. Very interesting portion of Scripture. The context of this portion of Scripture is a is a time of bondage and captivity that had just ended. The 70 years had just kind of ended. It was a transition, and the, there were a couple of prophets that were prophesying to Israel during that time, encouraging them to build the wall and encouraging them to build the temple. And Zechariah and Haggai were those who were doing that. And, uh, and this, this is the, the scenario, this is the setting that we have. Uh, they are away, have been away from the land of promise, the temple, and which represents the presence of God. And, uh, and they had no walls around the city of Jerusalem, and those walls would be rebuilt in those days. And that's kind of the context of the time. Amid the darkness... And this is the way God works. Amid the darkness of that time, and some people view this COVID time as a dark time, amid the darkness of that time, promises begin to spring forth. I like that. Say promises. Promises. Promises begin to spring forth. And, and wonderful things are about to take place. Hope was not far off. And history teaches us that. You know, many times uh, when we're going through a hard time, uh, a dark time, we say, where is hope ever going to show up? But you know what? Many times we're just moments or steps away from breakthrough. And, uh, and we need to have that kind of faith that believes, you know, it's been dark, but the sun's going to shine again. And hope is not far off. And many good things come out of these times that are difficult, these dark times. And we believe that good things are going to come out of the COVID time. Even though it looks pretty black, pretty bleak with some people, that's all they think about, and they say there is no hope. We're saying there is hope beyond COVID. Hope's not far off, so many are saying, but we are saying something different. God allows dry times and disciplines. 
and many good things come out of these times. <clears throat> and in that time, a promise came. And if you, if you look around the portion of Scripture that we just read and cited, uh, there are promises that out of the book of Zechariah is actually full of great promises. In verses 12 and 13, it says, Behold the man whose name is the branch. He shall build the temple, and he shall bear the glory, and shall rule a priest on the throne, and the council of peace shall be between them. I say, what a bunch of wonderful words of promise there. Uh, the branch, of course, is referring to Jesus Christ. And uh, there's a reference to the temple will be built again. Something shall arise that will be glorious and good. The presence of God is coming back, and we're going to rejoice. And uh, those afar off shall build the temple, verse 15 of that chapter. Those afar off, that, that's referring to uh, uh, Gentile people, etc., shall build. I believe this is a reference to the Gentile people building the house of the Lord. And in these days, we are still building the house of the Lord as we preach the gospel and the presence of God is here. We are building a temple, not a physical temple, but we're building a temple that consists of people, as the Bible explains to us. And uh, this forecast, of course, uh, the, the branch and so on, came true in Jesus Christ. You see, important things happen when the temple, God's house, and presence is restored. And chapter 8, I want to just refer to it, again, in the context of what we're talking about, the prisoners of hope, uh, important things that happen there. Truth springs forth is, is the prophetic message. Old men and women are there walking in the streets. They have long life. And uh, there is uh, people walking with a staff uh, in their hand. And, of course, the staff refers to authority. Boys and girls playing in the streets. All these exciting things are, are cited here. And uh, marvelous things are happening. And God's saying there, I'll be their God in truth and righteousness. Uh, and uh, there, was, there would not be economic disaster anymore. So many promises in that portion. And the, the word then comes to build the temple of the Lord. And the people of God became a curse because many of them fell away during those days uh, uh, when there was the captivity and uh, they were in a backslidden state. You would say they had fallen away, but there would be a change in those people as well. He says, but you will turn to be a blessing. This is all cited in, that, in the book of Zechariah. And then in verse 13, he said, uh, I will save you and you will be a blessing. You know, people who were not a blessing would become a blessing. You might say today, I have no blessing. I have nothing to give. I can't do anything that's positive in my life. Well, God has good news for you. He will save you and you will be a blessing. You will turn to be a blessing. Turn to somebody and say, turn to your dog, your cat, or whoever's in the house there and say, you will be a blessing. It's because God saves us that he makes us a blessing. And then in chapter 9 and verse 9 of uh, Zechariah, your king is coming to you. And this is speaking of Jesus Christ. 
just having salvation, lowly, riding on a donkey. This is, this is all about Jesus. And, and if you know the story of Jesus, you know uh, his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and so on is prophesied by Zechariah. Now, all of this has significance, and we're going to try to clarify this more as we go along. So stay with me. Turn to somebody and say, stay with me. Okay, now verse 10, it says, The chariot, the battle bow of the enemy will be cut off, and he will speak peace. And, uh, and, and this great verse that is written, uh, uh, inscribed uh, in our uh, tower, our peace tower in uh, Ottawa, is quoted here in Psalm. It's quoted also in Psalm 72, but it comes from Zechariah. It says, He will speak peace, and his dominion shall be from sea to sea, even from the river to the ends of the earth. I'm glad that we have a nation with that kind of inscription uh, on our tower. And that, 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 that's a wonderful legacy. That's a wonderful history. And, uh, and this, of course, came from the Bible and uh, from this story that we're reading about today. This is a story, the book of Zechariah is a story of bondage or imprisonment that ends in release and in victory. And I believe this is God's plan for every one of us. It's God's plan for you and for me. That no matter how much we might feel like we're imprisoned by circumstances and things that have happened, I have good news for you. This is God's plan. God's plan is release in the end. And so in verse 12, which we already read, he says, Turn to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Turn to the stronghold. Run to that place where you can find refuge. You know, there's all kinds of prisons in our world. Uh, Prisons where things are out of order. When the temple and God's presence is not there, that's like a prison. In my life, I know something of the presence of God, and I appreciate and love the presence of God so much. And when I don't sense that there, it's like, uh, I've come away from glory and I'm into a dismal prison. Because where God's presence is, there's light and there's glory. A marriage without God can be like a prison. Saturn and I want the presence of God in our home. We invite the presence of God into our home repeatedly because we want God in our lives. We want God in our marriage but we've had moments in our marriage where, you know, we kind of push God to the side a little bit, and it's not nice when it's like that. Marriage without God's like a prison. Fourthly, a, a nation and its leaders who are not just and living in the fear of the Lord can, be, can, can create like a prison to their subjects, Over the years, I traveled to countries that were enslaved and in bondage to to different philosophies, different beliefs. God was out of their nation, 
and how bleak and how black it was. First time I drove into East Germany many years ago, and the darkness that was there, it was so black, so bleak, and so dark, because they pushed God out of their thinking, and there was no light there. COVID-19 has put the world in a type of prison, economic prison. So the economy in so many instances is just not working, and this is all around the world. There's issues with health. It's a type of prison that people have come into, and they're living in fear for their health Relationships are out of the norm. This year we couldn't gather outside of our own little bubble with our families even because of we're in this prison of COVID. The elderly have been neglected in our, in our nation. So many of our elderly have died prematurely because of COVID. It's the COVID prison. People are not able to hug each other. There's been pictures of people getting on on different kinds of cranes or bu- uh, buckets to get up to the windows of their spouses so that they could talk through the window from outside into the inside because there are several stories up there. What a, what a prison that is. What, what do prisons do? By the way, I want to say this. The enemy is in the business of building prisons for people who should be free. God doesn't do that. Our God's a good God. God and his church are not about building prisons. When you come to Thrive Church, you're not walking into a prison. Now, I've often said that some churches are like, are, are like prisons. <laughs> you don't want to go there. <laughs> and thank God that Thrive is, is alive and presenting a message of hope away from being, people being in prisons to setting people to be free to all God intended them to be. And uh, it's wonderful to be free. Prisons discourage They demoralize, they depress, they defeat people. In in early history, there were no built prisons. Uh, From my understanding, in the earliest history of of a type of prison would be a pit where they would put people in and they'd put a a big stone on top and a person would be captured there and and that would be their prison. I would... uh, I can't imagine being in a situation like that. Uh, There's a hole so deep that you can't jump out, and you're in this hole, you're in this pit. And uh, a very, very, very depressing place to be. No washroom there, no bathroom fan, no water. Uh, Just just a, a horrible place, no good floor. Maybe you're up to your knees in mud. Dungeons were like that. It's hard to keep up your morale in a pit like that. Like they say today, this is the pits. When they referred to, somebody referred to that, I think there was that kind of reference in mind. I'm going to ask the question this morning to you, what kind of pit have you been in? 
in this last year. Maybe you've been in a pit. Maybe your life has been the pits this last year. Or I'm going to get on to something that will explain this further. You can be one of these prisoners of hope that have a totally different outlook on life and and there's faith in your heart, and God is in your life, and he's living in you, and you have hope within you. But maybe you are still in that kind of a life where life is the pits. Turn to somebody and say, I do not want my life to be the pits. I want my life to be a life that counts and is flourishing Maybe someone has thrown in you into a pit against your will. Maybe it was not your choice or your doing at all. Your loss of freedom is a, is a result of, of the circumstances of life and just where you have been and what you've been around, and it's put that kind of pressure on you. And a lot of what's happening in, in our world through COVID is, is about that. It's not because you have made bad decisions. It's just you are caught in a situation that is, like we talked about, it's the pits. It has happened again and, and again in, in, in history. Uh, many years ago, I substituted for a jail chaplain in a prison, and it was a it was a number of months in my life that I served in that place, and our uh, our city actually had a very nice, very nice jail. It wasn't a, a pit. Modern-day prisons, are, we, we call our uh, prison the Hilton on the Hill in our city. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was visiting someone in the, in the prison, and some people walked into the reception area, and they say, how do we get in here to live here? This looks so nice. <laughs> and the lady in reception says, the only way you get in here is to go out and commit a crime. <laughs> and... Uh, Kind of a kind of a funny thing, but anyway, um, the, we have these. Uh, I have a picture for you of the of the beautiful Hilton on the hill, and then the old contrast. I have another picture that you can see uh, of a of a prison of the past was not so nice. In this prison that I was involved in, there was a beautiful gym, all kinds of facilities. Uh, basketball court, uh, all these things going on, but that's not what prisons were like historically at all. Back then, it was about punishment when you went to, j to, to jail. It, it had nothing to do with rehabilitation. It was all about demoralizing the person for what they had done, demoralizing them further. Just over a year ago, while my wife and I were ministering in, in, in Poland, uh, one of the lady pastors of all, all things, she was a lady pastor in the Church of Resnow, uh, took us to a prison to do some ministry there. And I thought, wow, what a thing for a lady to do. What, what a brave gal. And uh, we had to go through all these corridors and this was kind of a high-security prison, and we had to wait, and I thought, 
God, I sure hope they let me out of here. I don't want to stay in this place. I'm going to do all the right things for sure so that I don't get to stay here. But we had the wonderful, wonderful experience of meeting some people, some men in that prison. A good number of men came to the, the meeting that we had who had given their lives to Jesus Christ. And that day, as I called people to come to Christ, others responded to give their lives to Christ. What a thrill. You see, they, had, they, were, they were not only in a real physical prison, but some of them were in a prison of bondage by, because of their lifestyle, having been caught up in a sinful lifestyle, they were not free in their lives, and they needed free. And some of them came out of prison in prison. If you can follow me. He came out of prison in prison. There are two different types of prisoners. There are prisoners who have no hope. They're just waiting for a further sentence and no one to defend them. No way out. Job said it this way. He said, we have days without hope. But then there are prisoners of hope. There are prisoners who have, with no hope, and there are prisoners with hope. And that's the people that Zechariah talks about in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 12. Turn to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. You see, there is an alternative to a depressing life. There is a, an alternative to prisoners with no hope. The alternative is the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Souls in prison can get out of soul prison. Your soul may be in prison. Many people are walking about free in life, but their soul is in prison. But we can get out of prison. Psalm 142.7 says, Bring my soul out of prison that I may give thanks to your name. Oh, there's nothing worse than ha having your soul in prison. Your mind, your emotions, your will is in bondage. But God's giving us a promise, and, and he's telling us if we can call upon him, he will bring our soul out of prison, and we will in turn give thanks to his name. Jesus came to bring prisoners out of the dungeon. Isaiah 61 says... The, the good news is about this, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound. Zechariah 9.11, we read again, and I'm going to repeat it. Because of the blood of the covenant, we're going to be having communion this morning. This ties into communion. Because of the blood of the covenant, I have set free the prisoners from the pit where there is no water, Turn to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope, turn to the stronghold. God is our ultimate stronghold. And the church is intended to be a place where people can find refuge and they can find hope. I recall a number of years ago, I bought a new car in Vancouver and I, I, the, uh, at, a, at a GM dealership and... and uh, 
the man that sold me the car was a Korean man. And he discovered that I was a pastor, and he opened up and talked to me about his experience in Korea during the, during the war. And he said it was so depressing in those days. There was nothing to eat. The only, th well, the only thing people could do is they would find a church, and they would go, and they would cry in the church. They didn't even, some of them didn't even know how to pray, but they would go there and they would cry. That was his story that he told me. And he said, actually, out of that was born the prayer movement in Korea because God did bring Korea into release. They found release from the oppression that they were in because they turned to God and Korea, which was a third world country we know has has come up to be a, uh, an economically strong nation and, and was changed uh, radically. And he, in his story, told me, he said, I believe it happened because we turned to God. We didn't know where else to turn. We turned to God, and we went into the churches, and we would just cry. Quite a story. You see, they, they, they ran to the stronghold, and they became prisoners of hope. You see, I believe it's God's plan for all of us to get out of our prisons. And all of us have been in some kind of prison at some point in our life. Captivated by things, individuals maybe, people who have dominated or whatever the case might be. And we're in a type of prison. But I, I believe it's time for all of us to get out of our prisons. And it's time for us in this COVID thing to, even if, though we're still in this prison, to some degree we can be out of prison while in the prison. You can be in a prison of your own making, and God, who is merciful, wants to get you out. Maybe you messed up. But God helps people God helps us who mess up. Because our God is the God of the first, second, third, and how many chances? He gives us a chance again and again. You might be in a financial prison in this time, in debt. Well, don't kill yourself trying to kill your debts. Take one step at a time. We've heard a good series on this. Take one step at a time and trust God to get you out of the prison. Thank God for help. God helps us. At one point in our lives, my wife and I were in a financial prison. And it was a terrible thing because we had made investments that had turned bad, and, and we were paying for those investments while losing all the money, and all that sort of thing was happening. And we cried out to God, and God helped us. As a matter of fact, God miraculously helped us just, just in one move to be released from that. And it was a God thing. It was not our thing. God helped us. Relational prisons. We're, we're in, in our relationships are caught in prisons. We, maybe you have wrong friends, or, or, but you, you, can, you can find new fan, friends. And God sets the solitary in families that are healthy. Maybe you're in need of relationships. Hey, hey, Thrive's Church is a place that you can find good relationships and have good friends. 
And God can t- t- bring you out of that prison. For some of you, it is, it is a step of turning your life over to God and coming into the community of Christ so that you can have good relationships and, and get away from bad relationships that are like a prison to you. Maybe you're in a work or career prison. I've known people who, who've worked at something that they just hate. They just hate that. They feel like they're going to prison every day in their work because they're out of their gifting. And maybe you need to reevaluate what, what you're doing with your work life and what career you're in. And God can put you on a, a better career path and get you out of that prison. And then there's a, there are prisons that are not of our doing at all because of a wicked plan of the enemy. Joseph got thrown into a pit not because he did something that was wrong. His brothers hated him. They were jealous, and they threw him into a pit. The martyrs in history who gave up their lives for the cause of Christ did nothing wrong to be burned at the stake and all these kinds of things. John, who was beheaded because he told Herod you shouldn't be living with a certain woman, you know, John lost his head. He's decapitated. The apostles were thrown into prison. Peter was thrown into prison, not because they did something wrong. Paul and Silas were were thrown into prison unjustly. Maybe injustice has been your experience. Maybe this COVID thing has, has not been just with you, and it has not been just with some of the businesses. You see, disease and this kind of thing comes, comes at people, and it does it indiscriminately. And, and it's, it's unjust. But like Joseph God brought him out, and God can bring you out. God brought Joseph from the pit, ultimately, to the palace to be the ruler, the administrator of the world's greatest economy. It's a marvelous story. I'm stirring in you today faith to believe that if God can do it for Joseph, he can do it for you. When we are committed to Jesus, we are not a prisoner to man or any situation. We are a prisoner to Christ. In some cases, we are sentenced by God to be his prisoner in some real prison or what we have aforementioned. You see, God has a plan. When we went through our very difficult economic time, and it was just a time when we had to lay, lay down a lot for the expansion of ministry and so on. Uh, at that time, we were going through this, this difficult time, and God delivered us, as I already mentioned to you. Uh, God had a plan in all of that. We learned to empathize with business people like we never did, and then after that, God used us to encourage business people to do well in business. And, of course, it happened, and it was a great blessing to many. Zechariah says, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit where there is no water. Zechariah 9.11. And he says, I will render double unto you. 
The truth is, we are prisoners to Christ, not to any man or any system. We need to see this. Paul also always spoke of himself as a prisoner of Christ. Paul had an interesting life. He spent much of his life in prison. And he says, I'm no man's prisoner. I'm not a prisoner to Romans. I am a prisoner to Jesus Christ. You can read about it again and again. I have numerous references in Ephesians and Timothy. The prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you can be out of prison while you're in prison. You don't have to be in prison while you're in prison. You can be out of prison while you're in prison. That is, you can be out of prison in your mind, in your heart, in your vision, and in your faith. Therefore, we run to the stronghold as prisoners of hope. It's good things about prisons. You're safe there. No one can get at you. You are, you are guarded by the guards. And... You have time to strategize and to think when you're in this prison where things are abnormal. Verse 11 says, Because of the blood of the covenant, I've set forth thy prisoners out of the pit where there is no water. They overcame. They overcame. History shows us that people can overcome. And, of course, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says they overcame because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. I'm challenging you today to become a prisoner of hope where there is seemingly no water. We can speak to the rock and water will gush forth out of the rock if that's the way God wants to do it and we'll see his miracles even where there is restriction. Prisoners of hope. What about prisoners of hope? Well, their expectation is of the Lord. They live with optimism. They seize the day. They refuse to capitulate. They run to the stronghold Jesus at all times and in all circumstances. And they will go to prison if need be for Christ and his cause because they know all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. Can you say wow with me? Wow. Paul, while Paul, the prisoner of Christ, is in prison, he ends up writing a letter out of that prison cell to a person by the name of Philemon. I'm going to end my message with this story. Philemon is an interesting little book in the New Testament that I'd urge you to read. The story there is while he is in prison, he meets a man called Onesimus who he introduces to Jesus Christ. Now, Paul's a prisoner, and this fellow's a prisoner. But Paul is no man's prisoner. He is the prisoner of Jesus Christ, ultimately. This other man had committed, committed a crime, and he was there. His name was Onesimus. Apostle Paul, who is a, a free prisoner on the inside, is, he's free in his soul, he's free in his mind, he's free to do the will of God, he shares Jesus Christ with Onesimus. And guess what happens? Onesimus' life is transformed. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And Paul shared that with this prisoner in prison. 
and his life is transformed. Paul puts it this way, I have begotten him in the gospel in my bonds. He's like a son to me in the faith, and I've begotten him in my bonds. And he says, this, this man was unprofitable, but now he is profitable. He was not a brother, but now he's a brother. He's not just a servant now. He's an outstanding person. And Paul has so much faith in what God had done in his life through his witness to this man. He says, if this man owes anything, he says, I'll repay it. But he says, I want you to receive him because his life has been transformed. You see, in our prison, when we know Jesus Christ and when we are filled with his power and his love, his grace and his anointing, we can help others to become prisoners of hope. Paul was a prisoner of hope, as were people like Joseph. Prisoners of hope, living with hope, even though, you know, curbed by, by certain circumstances, prisoners of hope. Here we have a changed life because of a man who was in prison. I want to say to you this morning, I believe in the midst of the different prisons that we face in our lives from time to time, you and I can still make a difference in people's lives and lives can be changed that we are close to in our so-called prison. My faith this morning is that we all become prisoners of hope. As a matter of fact, I'd like to make that bold statement that we are prisoners of hope. Pastor JB is going to come at this time and he's going to lead you further in you making a confession, giving you an opportunity to become an exciting prisoner of hope. God bless you. Can we thank Pastor Tim for that hope-filled message just now? You know, last year, as part of spreading contagious hope, one of the things we did as a church is that we reached out to different prisons in Canada where there are inmates living there and we tried to spread hope to them, giving them some resources, some books, and uh, that was part of what we were doing in terms of trying to spread contagious hope in the year 2020. And the reason I mention that is because maybe today, as Pastor Tim has talked about being in prison and what that is like, maybe you yourself feel like you're in a bit of a prison yourself. Maybe the prison is called your marriage relationship right now, where things are just not where you want them to be and you feel stuck. Or maybe when it comes to your work, your career, your finances, you feel a little bit like you're stuck right now. You can't really get out. It's almost like being in prison. I know when I was not enjoying life many, many years ago, and I was just focused on everything that was wrong in my life at the time, it felt like being in prison. And I would just count down the days until somehow I could get out of the situation that I was in. It's not uncommon for people to feel like they're in prison. And I thank Pastor Tim for bringing that up in a very, very powerful way today. And the good news that we have in Jesus is that even when we feel like we're in a prison, there is hope because of Jesus Christ. 
And the fact is this, is that, you know, I, I find that when it comes to different prisons that we be in, maybe it's health-wise or relationship-wise or financial-wise, there, there's several steps that we need to take to truly get out of that situation. But the first step is about crying out to God. The first step is looking to God and saying, God, I need you. God, I don't know what to do, and I need you to help me. And it's with that in mind that, you know, in Zechariah, the book of Zechariah that Pastor Tim was pointing us to, that God says to the people, he says, I know you've been in this bottomless pit. I know you've, you've been in this dark prison, and I want to get you out. I want to set you free. And because of that, I'm going to provide a branch. And that branch is Jesus Christ. And, you know, I, I brought the close thing to a branch that I can grab hold of right now. This is uh, a hockey stick that I, I sometimes use. And uh, I don't know if you know this, ba back when I was a kid, I, I used to dream of being the first Chinese player in the NHL. That, that was my dream. Even though I couldn't skate, I just loved playing road hockey. Uh, and uh, this is a, a hockey stick that I'll sometimes use when I have an opportunity to play it. But the reason I bring this is because it's the close thing to a branch that I have. And you know, the Bible says is that when we were stuck in our prison, when we were stuck in a pit that we couldn't get out of, that was too deep for us to get out of ourselves, that pit called sin, that sin that causes us to be separated from God such that we can't have anything to do with him now or later or forever, God sent a branch and he reached out with that branch so that we could have something to grab hold of to get us out of that pit. And I, I want you to just picture, it's almost like God, when he saw us in the plight that we were in, when he saw that sin separated us from him, he sent a branch, his name is Jesus, and he reached out to each one of us and he said grab hold of this branch and I'll reach for you and I'll pull you out of that pit and I don't mean to point this out at you in a rude way but I point this out to you at you as a way to remind you and to and to tell you that God in the middle of our prison gives us a branch that we can hang on to his name is Jesus and if you would hang on to that branch if you would grab hold of that branch God promises that he will pull you out. Jesus says, you know, you know that, that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in Jesus will not perish but have eternal life. And if you're in that pit today, and whatever pit it might be, it begins, freedom begins, hope begins when we turn to Jesus, when we say, Jesus, I need you. And so if you need to do that today, if you are here and you realize that you are a sinner who needs a savior and you want the forgiveness that only comes through Jesus, that you want the peace that only comes through Jesus, then I want to encourage you today to click on that link that's in your chat room or use your phone or your device and scan the QR code that you see on that screen right now. And when you click on that, it's going to get you to a prayer that you can pray to invite Jesus into your life, to ask Jesus into your life. Are you ready to do that? Do you want to do that? If you want the forgiveness, the peace, the hope that comes from knowing Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to click on that link right now or to touch that QR code right now. And I'm going to lead you in praying this prayer to receive Jesus here. I'm going to put this branch down, but maybe you can grab hold of the branch that's Jesus right now by clicking on that link. And I'm going to encourage you right now to pray this prayer with me. Do you see that prayer right now? Just go ahead and don't, don't be afraid. You can, even, you can look at it before you pray it because this is just simply a simple prayer from our hearts to ask Jesus to come into our lives and to do what only he can do, which is to forgive us of our sins, bring peace that the world cannot give. And so if that's you and you need to do that, why don't you pray this prayer with me right now after clicking on that link. You can say, Dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. I ask you, 
to forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says that you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. You have hope not just for today or tomorrow, but for eternity because you have what the Bible calls eternal life. You know where you're going to go after all this is done. If that's you, a big congratulations to you. In fact, we've got a special gift that we want to give to you. Uh, It's uh, your own uh, Thrive mug. There's a little gift certificate in there, but even more, there's a resource to help you to make the most out of this decision you've made to invite Jesus into your life. And so I encourage you to access that by touching that button that's there right now uh, that's right below the prayer that you see, uh, or it's in the, the chat room as well. You can touch that link, uh, and there that'll connect you with a special gift just to say congratulations on receiving Jesus into your life today. Can you give all of our friends who just prayed that prayer just now a big hand, a big shout in this place right now? Praise God. Praise God. One more group of people that we want to pray for just right now is this, is, uh, you know, you are here and, uh, you know, Pastor Tim shared about how, you know, Paul, when he was in prison, he was a blessing to Philemon, a guy called Philemon, even while he was in prison. And it just goes to show that you might be in a tough situation today, but God can still enable you to spread hope to others. And with that in mind, you know, you will see that there's a theme throughout the Bible, is that when, you know, Joseph was in prison, he helped a cupbearer. You know, when Paul and Silas were in prison, they helped the jailer who was there. When Paul was in prison, he helped Philemon. It's because one, even if you're in a tough situation, God enables us to be a blessing to others and spread contagious hope because we have a hope that's bigger than our circumstances. His name is Jesus. And so if you want to do that, if you want to be, even in this 2021 year, you want to be someone who's spreading contagious hope, I want you to think of one or two or three names of people that you know that you want to be a blessing to this coming season, this coming new year. Maybe someone in your home, maybe someone in your workplace, maybe someone in your school, someone in your neighborhood. Would you just do this right now? Why don't you just raise a hand up to God right now on behalf of that person. And as priests in God's kingdom, since you are priests in God's kingdom and so am I, why don't you just lift up your hand to God right now and in your own words, would you just ask God to use you to spread contagious hope in 2021? Would you ask God to use you to spread hope to those specific people that you have in mind right now that you want to have hope in their lives as well? Since God, he reached out with us, to us with a branch called Jesus, we can reach others with what God has given to us as well. And so would you just do that right now. I want you to reach your hand to heaven right now and in your own words, start talking to God, praying to God, asking God to use you to be an instrument of contagious hope in 2021. Would you do that right now? Would you just pray right now? Pray for people that you can invite to church. Pray for people that you can you can share Jesus with. Pray for people that you can pray for. Would you just start doing that right now? Let's do that right now. Just pr- start talking to God in your own words. Just, just, just where, wherever you are, wherever you're watching the service, would you start praying out loud together right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. There's more in you than that, church. Come on, Come on, let's, let's, let's give God praise in this place. Give God your worship. Give God your thanks in this place. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise your Jesus. Praise you, Father. Yeah, pray for that friend. God's here. He loves you. He's listening. He wants to use you to spread contagious hope. Would you pray for that person who might not know Jesus? Pray for that person who might not have a church home. Pray for that person who might need a friend right now. Would you pray for them right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much. 
for being the one who gives us hope, not just a feeling, but the person of Jesus Christ. And because of that, we can say that we have a hope that is firm, that is secure, that is sure, that is forever. And Father, we pray for every single person here. Thank you, God, that not only because of you can we catch hope, but because of you, we can spread hope as well. That we can spread hope in this 2021 year to people who need hope. And so we pray together with every person who's watching right now for those names of people who that they've lifted up to heaven right now. We pray with them together that, God, you would use them to be instruments and vehicles of contagious hope to people all over their cities and around the world. We thank you so much. Would you use Thrive Church to spread real contagious hope around the world this coming 2021 year? And we thank you, believing because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the grave. The best is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Amen. Praise God. Right now, before we lead you in communion, uh, I want to invite you to give your voice to God. And we're going we're gonna to sing this next song. Our worship band is going to lead us. And as you're getting ready for communion, you might want to grab a cup of water, or we use grape juice here. You might want to grab a cracker, a piece of bread, as we get ready to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. And so let's do that together right now. You might have just prayed a prayer just moments ago to receive Jesus Christ in your life. You can participate in this communion uh, as well. And so I encourage you to get ready for that. As we sing this song together, let's give our very best to God right now. In the morning you sing over me And I receive your mercy Your faithfulness is clear to see It's constant every day In the morning, in the morning you sing over me And I receive your mercy Your faithfulness is clear to see. It's like the sunrise. It's constant every day. And every breath I breathe an invitation to believe you are creating something good. And oh, though the season doesn't tell my story, for me you're just that good so I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough cause he's more than enough and he knows what I need so I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough cause he's more than enough and he knows what I I choose to believe you're working in the waiting. Yes, Jesus. 
future isn't clear to me. I trust you anyway. And every breath I breathe, oh, and every breath I breathe, an invitation to believe you are creating something good, oh. And though the season doesn't tell my story, I you'll move mountains for me you're just that good so I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough cause he's more than enough and he knows what I need so I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough cause he's more than enough and he So I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough, cause he's more than enough, and he knows what I need. So I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough, cause he's more than enough, and he knows what I what I need 
God, a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Right now is a chance for us to remember what Jesus Christ did in the cross for us. I'm so thankful for Jesus. He is our hope. And so with that in mind, I want to encourage you right now, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the same way after supper, he took a cup. He said, this cup is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of people's sins. Drink this in remembrance of me. And so we're gonna take this bread and we're gonna take this cup in thankful remembrance of what Jesus Christ has done. Couldn't think of a better way to kick off our year together in 2021 than to do this right now. Would encourage you to grab that piece of bread. I'm gonna take a piece as well. You're gonna dip it into the cup. And we're just gonna take this in thankful remembrance of what Jesus Christ has done. Let's do that together right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we wanna thank you so much that because of you, we always have hope. And that no matter what kind of tunnel people might feel like they've been in, thank you that the light is coming. And we thank you, Jesus, that because of you, in 2021, we declare that this is the year of contagious hope. A year not only when we catch hope, but when we spread hope, all because you first gave us that hope. And so we thank you today. We give you praise. We thank you that 2021, the best is yet to come. And so we pray all of your blessing, your favor, your provision, your protection, confidence, faith, joy, hope, wisdom, protection, your healing, comfort, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single one of us here until we next meet again. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you that because of you, we have contagious hope and the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Oh, there's more in you than that. Give God all of your praise in this place right now. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, we've got contagious hope. We've got contagious hope. Praise God, that brings our service to a close. It's so great to have you here. We love you guys, God loves you. We look forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget to sign up for Meet the Pastors at mythrive.info that's happening on January 17th. We're gonna hand it back to our online hosts. Have a great start to the week, everybody. Have a great start to 2021. God is with you, with him all things are possible. And we'll see you guys really soon. Take care everybody, love you guys. Thank you for the powerful message, Pastor Tim. It is a perfect and inspiring message we can take with us in the year 2021. Now the announcement. If this is your first time visiting us, we would love to hear from you. Text NEW to 604-285-5770 and we want to connect with you and we will mail you a Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. If you made the important decision to receive Jesus Christ, let us know by texting BELIEVE to 604-285-5770. We want to let you know that all of us at Thrive are celebrating the decision you've made. We have also prepared a gift that includes a series of videos that may answer some of your questions about Christianity. And we hope that it will guide you on your new journey with Jesus Christ. If you would like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, go to mythrive.info forward slash baptism. We just finished the Financially Fit Message series and we'd love to know how this series impacted you. Please remember to fill out the online feedback form at mythrive.info. 
Last but not least, if you're new to Thrive, Meet the Pastors on Zoom is a perfect opportunity for you to meet new friends, to ask questions and to know more about Thrive Church. Our lead pastors, Pastor JB and Pastor Charlene, will also be there to personally meet you. Our next Meet the Pastors on Zoom is happening on January 17th. Sign up today at mythrive.info. That is all for the announcements. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure spending this time with you. If you're blessed by the ministries at Thrive, please consider giving your tithes and offerings online at mythrive.info. Let's give generously and believe that God is going to do even greater things in 2021. Have a wonderful week and we will see you again next week at Thrive Church Online. Stay blessed and healthy and remember, you are always in our prayers.